Smatch the 22 picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bits, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com, use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store, 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Saturday the 27th of January and we are here at an unusual time because of things uh, to handicap Premier League action, a full midweek slate. Who doesn't know all of that? Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, 10 games, Bosch. Um, and we'll have a little sniff around the FA Cup. What's happened so far? There's been some good FA Cup shenanigans uh, so far today. Joining me from probably Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Hello, Baz. How are you? Evening. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Had a quiet afternoon sitting watching the football rolling. I had an afternoon to myself uh, on a what? Saturday. Rare. Um, biggest one's been skiing. Learning to ski. She's going on a ski oh, trip. Really? In a so she's been there's an indoor snow place about an hour away from here. Uh, so she's been there for her first lesson. She's back next week for a second one. Uh, and, and then Helen, did she did she like yeah, it? She enjoyed it. She's knackered. I'm a bit concerned as I'm very short of footballers for my team tomorrow. Oh. Uh, and a friend who have been skiing today are two of the star players for us. So I need them to be fit and ready tomorrow. But they're both absolutely knackered. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But then Helen decided that she wanted to do something. And she said, what do you want to do? I said, I want to sit on this settee and do nothing. <laughs> um, so she took the little one out bowling again. Second week in a row. Oh. After, after we hammered her last week, she's out getting some practice. Um, so I've no doubt she'll come back and tell us she got triple figures this week uh, and beat my score. And then I'll have to go down the alley tomorrow to to overturn it again. But uh, yeah, they've been out bowling. So I've just been sitting watching football, which has been all right. Have you not done that duck pin bowling, Baz? We did yeah. a bit of that over Christmas, which is it's like 10 bits, it's the same setup, but it's just all a little bit smaller. Um, it's got a little I'm bit really of box nittles about it. Do you know what I mean? We did it yeah, in yeah. down in the town. Um, you get the ball so, in your hand, don't you? Like ball in hand, hand, yeah. You get three balls. Yeah, see, it's got a little bit of um southeast England pub skittles about it, but that because the kids it's a bit easier for the kids, they they just miss less because it's a little bit easier, so it's general chaos. But yeah, that's all right. Um because of the weather's still been shit, all the grass pitches are cancelled. None of the grass pitches are available. So every, all of our games now, or loads of the local games, are getting moved to the afternoon. So we had a half past two kickoff this afternoon. Normally, kids' football's all in the morning, 9, 10, 11 a.m. kickoffs. Um, but the last few weeks, we've been having to just go whenever you can get an availability. So we've been up to Hexham this afternoon for a 2.30 kickoff. Uh, beat the 8-0 was very comfortable. Um 
Bob was good. Yeah, he, uh, he minced around the middle of the park a lot, is what he did. Uh, right up his alley, a pressure-free, easy win where the opposition let him have the ball. He absolutely loves that. Like you just start there and just fanny on with it. Like you completed about two hundred and ninety-six passes, all two yards or fewer this afternoon. Um, so that was good. And I tell you, the reason um, we're doing this early, Baz, is because uh, I've got to work tomorrow. And you know, I said I was going to Northampton. I am going yep. to Northamptonshire, but I'm actually going to Toaster. So what I was hoping, Baz, was there'd be some American people in the chat because I want them to try and spell Toaster uh, <laughs> because that sort of shit blows their mind, doesn't it? Uh, English yeah. spelling of words. So if anyone uh, from across the pond wants to have a go at spelling Toaster, it's pronounced like the item of kitchenware that you put your bread in, uh, but it's spelt nothing like that. So that's where I'm going tomorrow. So if you want to go, uh, there's five points available for anyone who can spell Toaster correctly uh, in the chat. I've just stuck Gladiators on the telly bars as well. You've got the, the new series of Gladiators, the new incarnation of Gladiators. Uh, there is a prim- last week. What, what I find very weird is Mark Clattenburg trying to sound like the old John Anderson with his Scottish accent. Ah, right. Weird. That's what I was just going to say. I didn't see it last week. I, just, I was just going to ask you if you knew what the Premier League link was. I've, re- I've put it on really just to see if there's anyone sexy in it. Uh, but all I've seen so far is men with very big legs, like legs the size of my whole body, effectively. Um, so we'll see if there's any sexy women on in the next half an hour or so. FA Cup, um, last night was shit. Start, like, I'm not even on about the picks now, I'm just about the general football. There was four games, we had two nil-nil draws, there was a 1-1, and then the other game, City-Tottenham, finished 1-0. That was actually a good game of football. Um, if you sort of watch that game, and I said I've taken the goals out, here are all the highlights, you might have said, oh, that finished... 4-3 to Man City or whatever. Um, but City scraped it after a soft bit of goalkeeping um, from Vicario. But it was a good game. The rest of it was all a bit rubbish. But today's been a little bit better um, in terms of picks and fun. The most fun thing being, we complained, Barry, about Maidstone United not getting on the telly in the last round. And today, that was the whole thing. Because we had a half-two kickoff. I watched the first half, and I've never sat and watched half an FA Cup match. We had to leave at half-time. Like, that excited, because that's what it, like, that's what is what, and even Bob was watching, and the IT department were watching, because of the story of it all. And Maidstone never got a kick in the first half an hour. Like, Ipswich hit the woodwork full time. Maidstone couldn't get the ball. And then, one break, and it's 1-0. Then if Sajik equalised, we swept them run away with it again. And then another break, and it's 2-1. And it was absolutely brilliant, absolutely outstanding. I loved all of that. Um, you know what I didn't love, Malcolm? Is can you can you recall how many times I have faded Ipswich in cup competitions this season? Yeah, yeah. You said... Literally every round about Ipswich will be focused on the league. They're going to rest players. And I put the other team out as an underdog several times. And... Failed, obviously, because they're still in the cup up until today, they were. But I didn't go with it, and I should have went with it. As soon as it kicked off, and i seen the lineup as well. They made a lot of changes, and I thought, I should have had this down as an underdog. But, that said, my underdog of the pick of the day was 6-1, to one, Luton Town. 90-odd yes. minutes. So, the underdog pick won for me. The rest of my FA Cup picks have been poor. Um, but, got myself out of jail with a 6-1 to one winner on the underdog. So, um, that was an absolute bonus for me today. But there was two 25-to-one shots on this FA Cup slate. 
and one of them won today, and I've picked the other one tomorrow. So I don't know what the odds are now, Baz. I don't know if that makes me more or less likely. I just laughed at that. I thought, fucking hell. You take a bit of a punt on a 20, even a 28 to 1 part up Newport in um, in Maidstone, go and get the job done today. But even the commentator at the Ipswich game mentioned that it was the first time they'd been in the fourth round for 13 years. And yeah. I'm sure that was a stat. You pulled out those stats. I think it was in the last round. You had, you had them to get turned over by whoever it was. I pulled um, out. The, I pulled out the same stuff last year. I think I was successful in fading Ipswich in the early rounds last year, um, and then did try it again in the last round, and similarly in the League Cup. Um, but yeah, I was a, I was a bit disappointed in myself because the the theory behind it, I've sort of I've done that in a lot of games recently with some success. It was fading teams like. Fulham before they had the semi-final with Liverpool and stuff like that, sort of where teams are focused on something else. But you knew Ipswich would would definitely prioritise the league. Um, I should have had a little go on them, but I, I didn't. Never mind. But uh, as I say, we hit the underdog anyway. The um, the women have come on gladiators. Baza is quite good telly. I'll uh, I'll give you that. It's quite distracted if you if you say if you talk to me and you see me not replying, it's because I'm watching. There's two women in uh, spray on clothes roll around the floor. Um, What's I going to say? Yeah, I'm Luton. I fancy Luton on the handicap. So I kind of feel like I've had a loser, even though I had a winner. Uh, they were plus money, plus 106, plus a goal. Um, and 1-1 one, one in the 95th minute. I thought it was a great pick. And it's a nice pick. It's all right. Keeps you ticking over. Uh, but then you feel like you've picked a 6-1 to one shot and not quite um, got it over the line. But yeah, I don't know what to make. Quite evident. And then I have no idea how my Leeds and Plymouth bet didn't win. Both teams to score and then go up the ladder. Um, because Leeds, both teams actually missed several chances, but Leeds particularly twice this week. Uh, but the, today they missed chance after chance, and like good ones as well. My mate Patrick Bamford was back to his culpable best again today. Um, he's been in decent goal scoring form recently, um, but he um, he does miss some chances, and he was back to it today. And then Newcastle kick off in forty eight minutes against Fulham Town. Fulham Town against Fulham. Um, it, I haven't um, seen the teams yet, Baz, or anything like that. So, uh, so yeah, not team too bad, it always picked... is for Newcastle. Newcastle have got the same eleven, with the exception well, Almiron isn't in the squad, which raises a few uh, eyebrows because he's linked with Saudi Arabia. Jacob Murphy's yeah. back up. So that's a good bonus for Newcastle. Having yeah, Murphy definitely. pressing things up on the right hand side. Everyone else is pretty much as you were. Yeah, um, one of my boys, Baz, the uh, the under-12s, got picked up by Newcastle United on Thursday. Uh, had his first training session on Friday night. So I was absolutely over the moon because uh, I think they've been got some very, very good players and deserve a few of them, a few more of them deserve a chance. Um, and that's the first one who's been picked up. So that was good news for all uh, for him and all his little mates in our, in our little team. That was exciting. Um, what was I going to see? Yeah, so... FA Cup-wise, more stuff going on tomorrow. More picks, actually, tomorrow. We took where West Brom, first goal against Wolves. I've got my Newport County bet running. Um, so, stuff going on tomorrow. So, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one with recording Saturday. But this is a um, a, a midweek um, Premier League. I don't know why like they give them a winter break and then fire them down, like fire a midweek game up so quick after. It doesn't seem to make any sense. So, like, you have a little rest. But when you do, we're going to give you sort of two games in 48 hours kind of thing. Uh, who's Duke having a good spelling toaster? That's not bad. He still got it wrong. Did he think? <laughs> he thought he got it right. He got it wrong. 
not bad. Towcaster, uh, not too bad. No points, unfortunately, for you, Duke. Uh, Duke Callum was first in the chat, and uh, James Mafia. Uh, good afternoon. How are you doing? Um, apparently, there's going to be no Fulham fans today, Baz. They're boycotting. I didn't realise. Brett, our Fulham correspondent, messaged me earlier on because um, it was 40 quid a ticket, which is a bit strong. Bear in mind, Fulham have got no fans anyway. Brett's the only one I've ever met or known. Um, 40 quid for a shit Saturday night televised uh, FA Cup game is a bit steep. So the Fulham fans are boycotting that. So more power to them. I'm all for it. But yeah, let's get stuck into the um, into the Premier League stuff. Once I've told you about first, uh, we're going to go to Underdog Fantasy. Uh, and our promo code is live. So American people, Canadian people, James, for example, get involved in this. Um, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Pick higher or lower on your favourite players' stats. You can win 100x with some spicy plays. Um, watch along, make your picks, maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website. Sign up with the code PLGP, which stands for Premier League Gambling Podcast. So PLGP, Underdog, will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PLGP. And also, our bosses and overlords will be very impressed if we get some sign-ups. So do us a favour, go across, sign up. Deposit a couple of quid, you might pick some winners and it will help me and Baz out as well. Uh, Tuesday night, 7.30, 2.30 Eastern time is Nottingham Forest against Arsenal. Nottingham Forest are 7-1. to one. The draw is Burlington Bertie, 100-30, plus 3.33. And Arsenal are 2-5, minus 2.40. Uh, Forest were in action last night in the Cup. Dog shit, nil-nil draw. Against Bristol City, didn't watch any of it. Doesn't sound like I had to. Um, Arsenal are out of the FA Cup, so I've had a free weekend. Um, Forrest have had back-to-back wins um, against Newcastle and Man United, which have kind of glossed over that poor form because um, they had a terrible loss at Brentford last time. Uh, they lost at home to Bournemouth 3-2. They lost at home to Tottenham. They lost at home to Everton. So Forrest really aren't blowing my skirt up at all. I don't know where that Newcastle win came from in Man United a cat. Um Arsenal, this kind of fits Arsenal a little bit because they are rested. They hammered Palace at home, but there was no surprise there. We, we've said before, that's kind of Arsenal's strong point is to beat bad teams at home. But they hadn't won in three before that. So this is really tricky. Um, the underdog price didn't appeal to me with Forrest. Um, but I don't really want anything to do with Arsenal either. Um, I did, however, Baz, I know we said we, we're looking at more um, props markets, more player props. We've both started looking at different... Uh, I've been using StatMuse, which I use for the baseball, and they've just added Premier League to it. It's really, really good if anyone's a StatMuse user. And you've been using a, um, a player, a football stat site as well, Baz. Um, so I got into the corners market here, Baz. Um, the only problem I've got is I'm waiting for the lines because um, we're three or four days out from these games. There's no line. So I'm going to give a pick out without any lines here, but it will be the kind of standard over under 10 to 11 kind of thing. Um, Arsenal averaging 7.1 corners away from home. Um, Forest only averaging 3.7 at home. So the call is going to be either and it depends on the markets, but um, 
Arsenal to go over their own corner total, um, Nottingham Forest to go under their corner total, or possibly, and you can see this market um, occasionally, is uh, Arsenal handicap on the corners? Um, Arsenal to have more. Could be Arsenal minus one, minus one and a half. And there'd be a little ladder somewhere, so I'm waiting for the picks. So it's not really a very satisfying pick, Baz, but it'll be up on Arsenal corners. It'll be down on Forest. Or we'll be trying to find the, uh, the 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 handicap on Arsenal to to thoroughly out corner uh, Forest Pass. Yeah, so that's a difficult one to start with here because you've got to decide whether you think that five nil win over Palace means Arsenal are back from their slump because um, that was their first win in five and they've only won two of the last eight in all competitions now Arsenal and away from home they've lost four in a row. So I'm struggling a little bit with Arsenal at two to five away from home didn't appeal to me at all. And as you've pointed out, whilst Nuno's started well at Forest, back-to-back wins Newcastle and Man United. It's been hard work for them since. They lost to Brentford in the league, who had been really in bad form at the time. They failed to beat Blackpool twice over 90 minutes. And they failed to even score against Bristol City last night. The nil-nil in that game wasn't in the script. I'd, I'd taken goals. I took both teams to score. Forest had seen... Six games in a row prior to that with over two and a half goals. So I didn't see a nil-nil coming there. But again, we've sort of said some of this FA Cup stuff, you can sort of draw a line under it in terms of adding it into your form lines. Because I'm not sure how much we really learned from that game. Um, I think the goals for me was where I would go because I, I don't fancy Forrest enough to win it. But I think Forrest could make a game of it. Um, I like the both teams to score. I think Forrest can get on the score sheet. Arsenal away from home have only got one clean sheet in the last 10 games. So they are conceding enough on the road to suggest Forrest can make something of it. But I think rather than take both to score, I will go the safer route in case Arsenal do go and sort of win at a canter. I'm going to take the over two and a half goals. It's quite a short price. It's seven to 10 to kick things off with. But the pick for me, Forrest v Arsenal, is over two and a half goals at seven to 10, Malcolm. It's an overs league, Baz. It's an overs league. Um, that was a tricky game. Though. It was a hard one, really, to get a good grip on something like I didn't. Uh, I didn't like that one too much. Seven forty-five, two forty-five Eastern time on Tuesday is Fulham against Everton. Fulham are thirteen to nine plus one forty-five. Um, the draw is nine to four plus two twenty-five. Everton are fifteen to eight plus one eighty-seven. Barry. Yeah, so at the time of recording, obviously, we haven't watched the Fulham v Newcastle. So, not entirely sure how much weight we'd give to that result. Anyway, whichever way it goes, it looks like Fulham have made a few changes for that game. Um, looking at tossing Polinia, Raul, uh, Willian, um, Raul Jimenez, obviously, and Vinicius all on the bench. So, it looks like they have made a few changes tonight. So, might be coming into this one versus Everton a bit fresher. We have seen the Everton result today, though, where they've lost to Luton late on. And Everton are just bang out of form at the minute. They had that big boost, didn't they? Soon after their points deduction, it was back, so get, you know, sort of backs to the wall and, and let's sort of take on everyone. Got a few results, got themselves out of shit, but then they've just returned to their early season form. Just one point and two goals from the last four league games. Um, they've lost again in the cup today. The is out injured again. He's been an important player for them. Now, Fulham on blowing anyone away as well. I said this in the sort of review of the when we talked about Fulham Newcastle the other day other than the Arsenal win for Fulham which was really good there's not a lot around that that gives you 
loads of confidence in Fulham in terms of their general form. They've that that's the only whole, only win they've got in the last five in the league is that Arsenal game. But that home record is really solid, and that's what's sort of brought me back to Fulham here. Just two defeats in the last ten at home and seven wins in ten. Um, it's good form at home. They've had a couple of five nil wins. We remember where they went a little bit bonkers for a few weeks. They've had a couple of games where they're scoring threes as well. I think that home form, taken with Everton's current form in general, just points to a Fulham win, six to four. I think Fulham to beat Everton at six to four is a good price. That's going to be my pick. Fulham to beat Everton at six to four, Marvin. About that first game, big and hard, Baz. This was really tricky. I had at various points all three options. Um, I've just actually scribbled out Everton on the money line. I handicapped it and picked Everton on the money line. And then I've sat and watched Everton get turned over to the Luton. And I can't in good faith pick them. Um, I might, you might want to put a line through Fulham at 10 o'clock tonight after you've watched them get humped off Newcastle. Do you know what I mean? It's really tricky because um, both teams are in poor form. It's really hard to trust either team to one either team. Um, Fulham, apart from that Arsenal win, four defeats without scoring for Fulham. They're not even scoring, let alone just getting beat. Um, I thought the Everton form reads a little bit better. The, the defeated Wolves was horrible. Um, but they were unlucky at Tottenham, where they got beat. They got beat up Man City, which is standard. They got a draw against Villa, which is okay. Um, and before that, they'd beaten Chelsea, Newcastle and Forest. So I lent towards Everton. That was my pick. Um, but I just they're just not winning enough. Um, the only thing that puts me off, I'm going to take the draw, Barry. The only thing that puts me off taking the draw is that Fulham haven't drawn a home game. Um, in the league, I think it's one six lost four, um, but I just can't split them, Baz, at all. Uh, I don't think either team really are in good enough form to win a game, um, or in a position where there's confidence and, and enough goals in either to win a, to win a game. So I'm going to take the nine to four of the draw plus two twenty five, Baz, and I'm also going to put it up as the one one draw Malcolm. of the week. Hey, there we go. So yeah, uh one one's up at six to one. Uh and the draw is nine to four plus two twenty-five. Um next up is seven forty-five on Tuesday. Luton take on Brighton. Luton R seventy-two plus three fifty. The draw is Burlington Bertie, one hundred thirty plus three thirty-three. Brighton are eleven to seventeen minus one fifty-three. As Serial joins us in the chat. Tell us, Serial, how the hell are you? He's tipping up Alexander Isak goal or assist in this Fulham game. I'll happily uh, support you on that one, um, Serial. Luton, um, continue to play everybody close. Um, I Another example this afternoon, they've actually gone in one late goal in 1-2-1 at Everton in the Cup. Um, one goal defeats to... Chelsea, uh, Man City, Arsenal, all since December the 5th. Good sides. like um, And Brighton, Brighton won today 5-2 in the FA Cup against Sheffield United. Bit of a mad one. Uh, but they've gone boring before that. Back-to-back nil-nil draws. Um, but they haven't won away in the league in ages, Brighton and Hull Albany at all. And they've only won three out of ten. So that's a short price, man. 11-17, um, minus 153. But I'm going to take the pick I took today. I was happy with it. I was over the moon with it. Where it won one. Um, I'm happy enough with it, even though I could have packed them at six to one. But Luton plus half a goal. Um, we've said this. They're just playing everyone close. Luton plus half a goal is six to five plus one twenty, Barry. 
Yeah, I'm just um, trying to scroll to my note. I'm busy looking at uh, bet builders on the Newcastle game whilst listening. Well, yeah, or okay. not listening. Not listening to you. Uh, Luton Brighton back to back nil nils, as you say, for Brighton in the league. Nobody was predicting either of those. Definitely an anomaly in Brighton's season. But they were back to normal Brighton today, weren't they? Both teams to score and lots of goals, which it hits regularly uh, in Brighton games. Brighton 5 2 winners at Sheffield United today. Did finish 5 2, didn't it? I think so. Uh, I lost track of well, that. One. Do you remember I said on uh, Sunday night that all he does is stand on the penalty spot and do drag backs? Well, he scored two penalties today, and I don't, you're not allowed to do a drag back when it is a penalty. So that's the only reason he scored. I mean, a regular play for me for Luton lately has been. The both teams to score. Uh, always fancy them to get on the score sheet, particularly at home. They've scored in the last six home league games. And that includes games against Newcastle, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. So no reason at all why they can't get a goal against Brighton. I think both teams to score is a good starting point here. But it's one of them where we need to tag on the over two and a half to get us to a reasonable price. So the pick for me, Luton v Brighton, is both teams to score and over two and a half goals at even money. Okay, uh, so next up, we are going to uh, 8 o'clock on uh, Tuesday, 3pm Eastern Time, Crystal Palace taking on uh, aforementioned Sheffield United, Crystal Palace 11-17, to 17, home jollies minus 153, the draw is up at 5-2, to two, plus 250, Sheffield United are 5-1 to one dogs, Baz. Yeah, so the wheels have fallen off for Palace, haven't they, and Hodgson starting to come under real pressure now from the Palace fans. Just one win in 12 games in all competitions. And they've failed to score in three consecutive games now. Now, Sheffield United, no win in five in the league. But I think we're just seeing a bit more from Sheffield United. Certainly since Wilder come in, they're not getting hammered. Even when they're losing, they're getting in amongst the goals. I mean, today, 5-2 looks like a hammering. But they added 2-2. They came from 2-0 down, coming back to 2-2 for a long time as well. Breton Diaz coming in might help as well on that front. It gives them a little bit more threat going forward and they'll certainly give Palace a game here and if they can get the first goal here that Sellers Park crowd is going to turn toxic on Palace I can't have Palace at odds on even at home I'm not having Palace at the current price I think it's crazy so I'm going to take Sheffield United here double chance at 6-5 to five, but I wouldn't put anyone off taking Sheffield United on the money line at 5-1 to one. that's a pick that might make a reappearance towards the end of the show for me uh, but the pick for me Crystal Palace versus Sheffield United is Sheffield United double chance to win or draw this one at six to five? I really, really wanted to take Sheffield. I think it was any other team I might have taken them as a dog like, but there's just you can't, there's nothing to recommend Sheffield United really. Um, they're just not winning any games, let alone enough games. They've only take got two, two away points uh, all season. The first three words I've got to do this are Palace are rubbish. Um, they've won two out of ten at home. They've still got no Elise, big issue. Um, the, the, the main problem I have had with Captain this is, this is the kind of game that Crystal Palace survive on. They survive on a diet if winning six home games a year against dog shit teams. Um, and this fits very much into that mould. Chef um, so, but I don't fancy them. No way back in Palace at that price. Absolutely mad. Um Sheffield United weren't just aren't doing enough for me to want to take them at the big price. But two of the last three, um, there's been plenty of goals in Baz. Um, two two at West Ham. Oh, sorry, two two at home to West Ham. And then they had that two uh the two three game against Luton Town as well. Um, 
And four of Crystal Palace's last five games have all gone over two and a half. And I'm just determined, Barry, to get away from the unders. It's an overs league, remember? I am showing growth and development. I am pivoting away from the unders. Taking the overs, especially because it's plus money bars. It's 11 to 10 plus 110. Um, I think Palace might nick this 2 1. Um, so I'll, but I'm going to take the over two and a half goals um, at 11 to 10 plus 110. So, what's going on here, Baz? The IT department is very rarely to be seen in the kitchen rattling the pots and pans. But um, as we speak, there's some aromas drifting out of there. So, I might be in for a bit of tea, Baz. Um, I'll tell you what else I did today, Barry, in a fit of rage. Uh, Pulled all the 11s off my lemon tree. Look. <laughs> I don't know have why. You, have just, you given up on it? I haven't given up on it, but I just like, if you give them a little tug, like, they come off. Like, sometimes I've tugged them and they won't come off. I think there's one still on there because it didn't want to come off. But these were clearly ready to come off. I mean, I've got quite, he's a big boy, him. Um, and I'm, so I've pulled them all off. So what I have done, Baz, so it's not to completely waste them, I've bought a really nice bottle of olive oil. Um, so I'm going to slice these up and I'm going to thumb them in the olive oil. So I'm going to have some nice sort of lemony oil to keep us going. Um, but I think it needs to be dormant now for a little while. Uh, it's no good hanging on to the fruit. You can't hang on to the past, Barry. So these bad boys are going in the oil. Um, and I'll tell you on uh, Wednesday night if there was anything for tea. Uh, next up is Cut, peer-to-peer social betting platform. That Ryan Kramer is cleaning up on at the moment, so you need to go and take a few quid off him. Um, based in the US, available in 40 states, uh, peer-to-peer social betting. Loads of fun. We can do it over here all the time, but it's new in the States. Cut off as low vacant, fully customizable odds, so you can create your own bets, take a few quid off your friends, or any old strangers, in fact. Remember, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Research NFL, NBA and soccer bets. Put all your legs into the parlay optimizer and Hall of Fame Bets tells you expected probabilities. They give you hit rates to tell you who's hot, which picks up value. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit a2fbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. And finally, get in the merch store, buy some stuff. Why wouldn't you? 15% off everything from now to the end of the month with the promo code PLAYOFFS. Uh, all the shows are competing for bonuses as well, so... Um, you need to do that for us. Um, go and buy your favourite item is what you need to do. Next up is a... There's one more game on Tuesday night, which is Aston Villa against Newcastle United. 8.15 uh, kickoff, which means Fat Man Five Aside has been cancelled this week. Um, Aston Villa are 9-10, minus 1-1-1. One, one, one. The draws at 3-1. Newcastle are 5-2. Uh, plus 250. I think this is me to lead off. Um, absolutely ridiculous, this, Baz. You've got a Villa team who recently won 14 home games in a row, uh, playing a team with one one out of 10 away from home. Um, Villa absolutely humped Newcastle at their place last year. We never got a kick. Totally blew us out the water. This is a complete and utter no-brainer 
Aston Villa, 9 to 10, minus 111. Don't like it. Don't well, like you it. You don't man. have to like it. <laughs> no, I understand it. It's fine. Um, I just, I mean, I've told you over and over again, I just haven't been that blown away by Aston Villa at any point. Um, not to say at any point they've had odd games, but I just, I still think the position's flattering them a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking Newcastle here either. We're getting beat off everybody away, literally everyone. Better, worse teams than Villa, considerably you, worse teams than Villa. So, do you think that'll happen all season now? You reckon that's it? We just won't win away from you home. Come back to me at 10 o'clock tonight when we've lost 3 0 at full. I'll, I'll come back to you tonight. It's, I mean, it's a strange fixture, isn't it? Because when we play them at home, we batter them 5 1, 4 0 in the last two outings. Um, the last three at Villa Park, we've lost without scoring a goal 3 0, 2 0, 2 0. So, it, as you say, complete contrast whether we play Villa or at home or away. They do remain unbeaten at home in the league. Only Everton have beaten them in any competition. They beat them in the AFL Cup. And Newcastle are in horrible form. Four consecutive league defeats. Six defeats in the last seven as well. What we have seen from Newcastle games is, is plenty of goals lately. Most of them in our net, like. But um, 15 in the last three games. <laughs> and six of the last seven have gone over two and a half goals. But on the other side of that, Villa have kept three clean sheets in a row now. Um, cup games again, so it, you know some of that you, you sort of take with a pinch of salt. I wanted to try and make a case for Newcastle here because I do think Newcastle will turn things around. I think we'll have a better second half of the season than, than the current form we're in. But five to two is certainly not a big enough price, and it means it's not big enough elsewhere for other parts of Newcastle betting. Um, I found a bet here, Malcolm, something different, something I've never put out before. And um, it's just something that hits regularly in Newcastle games. What do we keep doing in games? What did we do against Man City? What did we do against PSG, AC Milan, Liverpool, Everton, Spurs? Concede late goals. Concede late goals. goals. All time. So, um, seven of the last 10 Newcastle games have seen a goal after 79 minutes. And away from home, it's six of the last seven Newcastle games I've seen a goal in the last 10 minutes of a game. Um, and it's not just the last 10 minutes because you've got all your injury time as well. And we know sometimes now that can be up as the 10 minutes. So the bet is, and it's available on Bet365, but I've no doubt you'll get it elsewhere, is a goal to be scored after the 79th minute at five to six. Um, as I say, something a, a bit different, I just because it's something that's sticking in my head. We're tiring in games. Uh, we're conceding goals late in games. And games where, you know, we, we were winning last year, we were getting goals late on as well. So plenty of form for it. Um, give me a goal late on. Goal in the last 10 minutes of the game at 5-6 to six in the Villa v Newcastle. Interesting, Baz. Baz has gone, has gone wild. Um, just uh, the gladiators, Baz, Mark Battenberg here. Uh, he's just been doing something with his arms. And I remembered he's got those tattoos on. From the games that he refereed, that makes my teeth itch a little bit. That easily could put you on the tit list. Although I don't know if he's not relevant to football anymore. But I just, what sort of bloke? Do you know what I mean? If you, it's your job for a start. Like it's not like he's won anything. No, and it's an achievement. He's done well in his profession. But why would you have? It's got like UEFA uh, Europa League final. 2014 or something tattooed on his forearm. What a knobhead. You can just 100% tell he's a tit. Um, 
Okay. Wednesday night, 7.30 kickoff. Uh, this is going to be fun for Burnley. Manchester City take on Burnley. Um, Manchester City are 1 to 11, minus 1100. The draw is 9 to 1. Burnley are 18 to 1. Baz, make your case for the Clarets. I can't. Um, no, no, you can't. You're right. Look at the head. Have you seen the head to head record? I don't know if you looked at it. I know we don't take no. that much notice of head to head. Um, City have won the last eight in a row by an aggregate score of 28 nil. Burnley haven't scored against Man City in eight outings. 2019 was the last time they scored against them. Uh, so they're averaging about four and a half goals to nil um, every time they play. Um, about four, I should say. I think City are now back in form. Seven wins in a row. De Bruyne is back. Pep says he's ready to start, so he may start this one. Haaland, probably unlikely to stop. Might make the bench for this one. I don't think it really matters at this stage. I'll be very brief, really, because what are you meant to do with City? It's impossible to make a case for Burnley in this one. Um, I think... I, I thought about... And similar to you, some of the lines aren't out. I thought about the City shots again. Because the city shots done really well for me against Newcastle. Did that finish it, last night, Baz? It finished about. I think they had nineteen shots. Yeah. Well, you sent me a little bet builder last night, and fifteen and a half was the line. And I was counting for a little while, but it did look like it, I gave up because it looked like it was comfortably going over. Is that the case? Yeah, it, it came in easy enough, but there's no lines out yet, so I've left that alone. Because the, the, don't get me wrong, it's going to be in the twenties. Um, city shots could be at the top <laughs> winner. Um. I'm just going to take a Man City handicap. Man City to win by three or more. It's a 10 to 11. I just can't make any case for um, for Man City here, I'm afraid. Uh, Lee Smith, it's just a new His comments probably made me laugh. Uh, it says, I'll read it out loud completely, 18 nil City. I think I've watched us concede a million goals on that fucking ground. So, <laughs> not too enthusiastically. That's brilliant. Well done. Um, and Oran uh, Bell is in asking if Baz got on Luton. The answer is yes. Barry did get on Luton at 6-1. to one. Um, I took them on the handicap. So, I got plus 105 about the 6-1 to one winner. Uh, even money. So, yeah. yeah no, great pick. That was Oran. We talked about that earlier on. So Yeah, yeah Oran was in the uh, live this morning. He's a Celtic yeah. fan. Um, so, I've yeah. talked about the Luton game there. But, yeah, it was... Good pick that. There was someone else in the live. I don't know um, who it was. He had his um, his bet that would get him a week off. Basically, the bet that if it won, he wouldn't go into work next week. And it was a <laughs> 300 to one shot. And the only part of it I can remember, I'll have to go back and look at it, was Luton to win and both teams to score. So that oh, was the nice. first leg of it. I know he's got Wrexham to win and both teams to score on Monday night. Um, and there was one of them. I can't remember who it is. But I hopefully... Um, Whatever it is, I'm hope hope he's still in the hunt for his uh, his week off work. Um, yeah, Man City. Yeah, it's impossible. What you've got to try and do is find an angle. And I thought I've found a decent one, Barry. Even money. You've just got to keep looking around, plowing through handicaps, halves, totals until something hits you and something did hit me. So, yeah, Man City. I mean, Lynch Smith said it all. We don't need to add anything onto that. Um, I mean, we've seen. Uh, Bigger price than 18 to one shot win. Maidstone went one today, 25 to one. So they're live. Um, so it's impossible to make a case for Burnley not getting hammered. It's just how, in my case here, is the first half goals, Baz, over one and a half first half goals is even money. Um, Man City came out last night. I mean, it was a good game, but easily could have had. Um, I think there was a goal disallowed after about six minutes. 
tight offside. Uh, Oscar Bob, if you just let it roll in, it would have stood. Um, but yeah, Man City could be away and gone by half time. So I thought um, that price would be shorter. I thought it'd be nearer, maybe four to six, something like that. So over one and a half, first half goals is even money. Maybe even Burnley get one of them, Lee. It might be ones each. There might be two nil up at half time. Imagine cashing that one. Um, next is 7.30 Wednesday. Tottenham v Brentford. Tottenham are 11 to 18, minus 163. Doors 16 to 5, plus 320. Brentford are 4 to 1. Uh, Tottenham played well last night. Uh, many worse 4 to 1 shots um, than uh, Tottenham to turn over Man City. It was 0 0 after 85 minutes. Tottenham had made plenty of chances. Um, so, yeah, I thought they played all right. They won four of six, and they were the better team in the last game, which they drew against Manchester United. Still tons of goals flying around. Uh, four, four, six, three, two, five in the last six league games. Although last night flew in the face of that 1-0. But that game was good for a lot more goals than a 1-0. It wasn't... Uh, you watch certain games and there's a dearth of chances. Last night didn't look like a 1-0. Um, Brentford, far from out of the woods, I think. They've beaten Forest 3-2 last week. Um... They had the little boost of Ivan Tony coming back. Uh, but Forrest were in poor form, and Brentford did make a bit of a meal of it as well. And there's been tons of goals in their games, 5-4 and 5 in their last three league games. Um, I think Tottenham are going to smash them up here. Tottenham will just play the way they always play. Um, but the safest play for me, um, the last three Tottenham home games in the league, this would have cashed all of them, is Tottenham to win in over two and a half goals. Um, so Tottenham might go and do them in three, four, five, but maybe Bradford could join in and get us one as well, um, which wouldn't surprise me. But I still think Tottenham will go on and win maybe three one. Uh, but I think Tottenham will duff them up, and that's plus money as well. Tottenham to win over two and a half match goals. It's twenty one to twenty plus one oh five, Barry. Yeah, so I've got similar sort of thought on where I think the game will go. Brentford, obviously. Welcome back, Ivan Tony. Last week, won three two over Forest. That was their first win in eight games, though, and their away form is very poor. They've lost the last four, and they've won just twice away from home all season. Spurs obviously lost last night, but I think that resulted again. It's another one it doesn't really change anything in relation to this this game. They had been on a four game winning streak at home before that, and I like Spurs to win. They are a short price, so you've got to find a different way of doing it. You found your way, and I've just gone a little bit different. I was saying, do I want them enough to take them on a handicap? And obviously, Ivan Tony coming back will rejuvenate Brentford a little bit, but they'll they'll still continue to concede goals. Um, but Brentford might go on the score sheet, and that might work for you in terms of getting your over two and a half. So I avoided the handicap, um, and I like the look of goals, Spurs goals for me. Spurs have got Madison back fit, which will be a welcome boost. We know Son's away, but they haven't really. Struggled much without Son. Still been creating enough. Richarlison's playing better now. Brentford haven't got a clean sheet in 12 games as well. So Spurs will get goals. And I'm going to take them to get three here. Um, and then I thought, what can, can Brentford get another one? Do I just take the over three and a half goals? But I've decided Spurs' defence is back to full strength now. They did restrict Man, United, Man City sorry, to just a single goal last night. And I thought the safer option, rather than taking over three and a half, I'm going to take Spurs to score three or more. 13 to 8. Um, so, like you, I think Spurs will win this and I think they'll win it comfortably. So, the pick for me, Spurs v Brentford, is Spurs to score three or more goals in that game at 13 to 8. 
I love that. I do think they're going to absolutely batter them, Baz. This could be 3 4 5. Like, um, good game on Wednesday night, 8 15. Is I can't believe we haven't mentioned this man's name yet, Baz. We're going to do it in a minute. Um, you're not mentioning it. Liverpool. Oh, we're not mentioning it. Well, no, no. let's mention if you, want to, if you want to listen to that, you can go and watch any other football match or any other football commentary to anything because oh, it's all talked about twenty four hours. We're not going to mention it. We'll at least mention that we're not going to mention it. Give us a second. Liverpool <laughs> eleven to seventeen minus one fifty three. Uh, the door is three to one. Chelsea are fifteen to four plus three seventy five. Uh, I don't know if you heard Barry this week, but um, the Liverpool manager um, Jurgen Klopp. He's called. Um, he's going to wear stopping in the Liverpool manager, and but we're not mentioning that now. Oh, you're crying. Fucking hell. My opinion of it is, Baz, I could not give a shit. Yeah, I've, I've just, to be honest, I just, I'm not looking forward to the next four months of this big Jurgen Klopp no. loving that we're going to see every single Liverpool game. Like you watched it yesterday. It was on all that was on the TV, and then you put the Man City game on, and all the talking about before the game was Jurgen Klopp watching Man City Spurs. They interview Postacoglu, and the first thing they ask him is about Jurgen Klopp. And then before they interviewed Pep before the game, they had to announce that Pep had said he wouldn't talk about Klopp before the game, but he will talk <laughs> to us afterwards. Why should that even? Why should you even need to announce that? He'd obviously said to them, "Don't ask me about that. Ask me about the game." This was like a pre-match yeah. chat. And that's say, oh, sorry, Pep isn't going to answer any questions on Klopp and do it later. I just got sick of it. It's only been a day, but we're going to hear this for weeks and weeks and weeks. There'll be a feature-length film out. There'll be a series oh, on Netflix. Um, there'll be statements in Parliament from Liverpool MPs, and it's all going to get on my tits. Um, so I think we should declare our show somewhere a safe space for people that don't want to hear about <laughs> Jürgen Klopp over and over and over again. So that is it. Move on. Uh, Liverpool v Chelsea, Malcolm. Um, I just asked uh, Baz because Serial's mentioning about Klopp on the tipless. We could permanently retire Jurgen Klopp's place on the tipless because the tipless is a move, movable feast, Barry. It's one on, one off. Um, no, he's not even on it. Baz, he's not on the tipless. Did you think he was? <laughs> and, uh, we we we've we tried. I think just have a look. There it is. He's not even on it, Baz. He, he should have been on against Newcastle, I think, but we didn't want to look bitter. Um, yeah, maybe that was it. English we might have to yeah, retire. He, there, don't worry. he will right. get there, and he probably will become a lifetime member of the team. Will your opinion change when they make him Newcastle manager next summer, Barry? I don't fucking want that. He's not coming back to Premier League anyway. <laughs> right, OK. Uh, no more Jurgen Klopp chat. Done. End. Finished. Never existed. Go. Newcastle match kicks off in 10 minutes. Let's we haven't got time yeah, to talk about it. Uh nil nil, Malcolm. It's always nil nil, isn't it? Um yep. well not always, but four of the last five have been nil nil. And the last seven games in a row in this fixture at Liverpool v Chelsea have all been a draw. Seven in a row. Um, so I'll keep it simple. I'm gonna follow the trend. Um but not just because of the head head thing, because as I say, I don't lean too much into that because you're looking at games from a long time ago. But the form for this season points to a draw as well. We saw Chelsea draw with Villa last night. We've already saw them draw with Arsenal and Man City this season and the drew with Liverpool earlier in the season. So three teams against the top three, three games against the top three sides and Chelsea have come away with a draw. And then you look at the Liverpool, they've drew with Arsenal, they've drew with Man City, they've drew with Man United, they've drew with Chelsea. So again, the big games, Liverpool and a draw, 
has got really good form. So forget the seven in a row trend. I just think the form this season tells you this could easily finish in another draw. And Liverpool-Chelsea draw will be my pick. Liverpool draw v Chelsea at 16-5, to Malcolm. Yeah, I feel exactly the same, Baz. Um, Liverpool missing Salah, but they've been going along OK. Um, Chelsea, you just don't know what to get. Chelsea in a nutshell in the last two weeks. Beat Middlesbrough 6-1, lost to Middlesbrough 1-0. Like, that's what, that's, if you want to bet that team, crack on, but it's not for me. Like, um, Liverpool haven't lost in ages either. That's why I didn't want Chelsea, like, in ages. Um, but, so obviously, lots of nil-nil draws. Um, and, but the books are ignoring that. The books have gone goals again. But Chelsea just aren't really uh, getting involved in that. Chelsea have, then three of their last six has gone under two and a half. Like you said, Liverpool have had the nil-nil with Man United. They've had the 1-1 one, one with Arsenal. Um, you're going to add Chelsea's nil-nil with Villa into that because the three of six is league games. Um, and as much as I keep saying it's a overs league, at this point, you've got to take the under because it's a great price. Six to four plus 150. And we'll take another nil-nil uh, or something skinny. A uh, one-one bar suits everybody. Uh, but the under two and a half goals is a massive price at six to four plus 150. Uh, the penultimate game on the show is Thursday, um, 7.30 kickoff. West Ham United take on Bournemouth. Really tight on the books, this one, as you'd expect. West Ham 13 to 10 plus 130. The draw 14 to 5 plus 280. And Bournemouth are 7 to 4 plus 175. West Ham, I've put them in fade, remember, so I need to fade them uh, somehow. Um, sixth in the league and unbeaten in five. Uh, decent at home. They've kept three clean sheets in a row at home. I don't know. Where I was looking when I put them into auto uh, they've added Calvin Phillips to lumber about in the middle of the park for a bit. Um, but the things you like about West Ham fly in the face of all the things that you like and know about Bournemouth recently. Uh, they have lost two in a row now. Uh, lots of goals: four, four, three, five, and three in the last five league games. You can add a five nil FA Cup win uh, to that the other night. The price to tell you how close this is. It's just goals, Baz, and it's somebody wins 2-1. Both teams to score over two and a half goals. It's 5-6, to six, Baz, minus 120. Yeah, it's funny how you can spin stats, isn't it? Because you've just said West Ham are unbeaten in five in the league. Uh, and the first thing I've got is that they haven't got a win in four in all competitions. <laughs> um, so that does include two FA Cup games against Bristol City. Um, but yeah, they drew with Sheffield United, drew with um, Brighton. So... For me, I don't know, West Ham are a funny team, aren't they? They're sitting in sixth in the league without having caught my eye really at any point this season. Just so quietly just appeared in the top six. Um, They sit 10 points ahead of Bournemouth. And in my mind, Bournemouth have had a better season. Like just, I think recency bias possibly because Bournemouth had that really good spell. Bournemouth did start very slowly, to be fair. Um. Bournemouth had that little rough patch that recently, but it was defeats to Spurs and Liverpool. And prior to that, they were banging form and scoring plenty of goals. They got back on track on Thursday in the FA Cup with a 5-0 win. And I'm going to take them to bounce back here. Like you, I wanted to fade West Ham here, and it was how do I do it? Prior to losing to Spurs and Liverpool, Bournemouth had been on a seven-game streak of scoring two or more goals, and I think they can do the same here. You think there's goals in the game. I'm going to take Bournemouth to get two of them. Bournemouth team total to score two or more, it's six to five. Um, before I give the 
lines out for this last game, Baz. Uh, Lee's asking if you've got a bet builder uh, for the Newcastle match. So gather your thoughts on that. Well, I'll tell you. I've, one, I've, put one, I've put one together. I've put it in the Telegram, but I'm assuming um, Lee isn't in there. Um, I'll try and put it on a scroller on the bottom of this screen in a second. Yeah, good shout. Thank you. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers taking on Manchester United. Wolves 17 to 10 plus 170. Draw is 13 to 5 plus 260. Man United 7 to 5 plus 140. Barry, finish us off. Another close one on the books. Wolves v Man United. Yeah, so I mean, Wolves should have got something from the first fixture, shouldn't they? Start of the season, first game of the season yeah, was one where Onana cleaned them out at the end, didn't get the penalty. And they absolutely they dominated. They had the better of the game. Somehow ended up losing 1 0 in that one. They're currently six games unbeaten, Wolves. But I think it's a good opportunity for, for them here. Man United away from home haven't won in their last four. And they've lost three of the last four away from home. You know, Man U will, will pick up results along the way. Um, but at these prices, Wolves is an underdog. I just think Wolves are the better pick here. Comparison games for this. We've already seen Wolves beat Chelsea, Spurs and Man City at home. There's absolutely no reason why they can't win this one as underdogs. 17 to 10 Wolves. I'm just going to take Wolves on the money line to beat Man United, Malcolm. Watching Newcastle and Fulham come out of that preposterous small house that they've got in the corner of the ground. Fucking ridiculous. Um, absolutely the same. I don't think anyone's going to wear, win any prizes for guessing, um, Baz. I've taken Wolves as well for various reasons. I, I tend to look quite favourably on Wolves recently. Um one three in a row, then a nil-nil at Brighton. They're sitting in 11th. They were among the goals before that nil-nil. They won five of ten at home. They've beaten Man City at home. They've beaten Tottenham at home. Um, Man United won winning six. And that was the game they were 2-0 down against Villa. And Villa shit the bed, really. It should be no wins in six. They've lost three of the last four away um, against Forest, against West Ham, against Newcastle. Comparison games, I would say. You have to take Wolves. Barry at 17-10, uh, plus 170. Um yeah, Barry's chucked his bet builder up on the screen there for anybody who wants to get involved in the next four minutes. Uh, onto the exotic stuff then. I think, Barry, I'll lead us off here. I think you're going to throw out the same dog as me. Um, I've thrown out Sheffield United at 5-1. to one. It's me underdog. Um, the, you probably couldn't pick a team um, that you'd want to go to rather than Crystal Palace, other than Palace at the moment. They're absolutely shy. Um, so Sheffield United at five to one. You said they have shown signs of life under their new manager. Anytime goal scorer, I've gone with the fade of Newcastle. It's got to be Ollie Watkins. Uh, we never got near him last year. Absolutely nowhere near him. Um, he's four to one to score first and last against Newcastle, and five to four plus one twenty-five to score at any time. And for what it's worth, I've got an over two and a half goal parlay. Uh, which is Tottenham v Brentford, West Ham v Bournemouth, and the one that makes the price is Palace versus Sheffield United. That pays just over four to one, plus four oh eight for over two and a half between Spurs, Brentford, West Ham, Bournemouth, Palace, Sheffield United. But yeah, so if you want to get on that bet builder that I put on the screen, you'd have to do it quick. Game kicks off in two minutes. Newcastle versus Fulham. So get yourself nah, on there now. Where are the lads? Um, the exotics for me, Malcolm. I've got the same underdog. Sheffield United to beat Palace at five to one. Uh, for a scorer, I'm going for Timo Werner, six to four. He did manage five shots yeah. on goal against Man United on his debut. Granted, none of them were on target, 
Just what we probably expect from Timo Werner. But um, eventually he'll get one. Um, so I'm going to take him here because I think there'll be goals in that game. So six to four anytime scorer for Timo Werner and five to one first and last scorer. And my Acker is a team total treble. Uh, I've gone for Arsenal. I've gone Brighton. And I've gone Bournemouth. All to score two or more goals at nine to two. And Cod treble I'd looked at. I was going to go with Cods again, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are no prices, so I can't tell you what price this is at the minute, but it'll be nice because we've got three yellow cards in here. Polinia for Fulham, Lamina for Wolves, and Branthwaite for Everton. Three of them to be carded. Um, I'll put that out on Twitter when I find out a price later in the later in the weekend, uh, but that's where I've gone for my Akers this week. Timo Werner, Big Baz, I'm going to tell you exactly how that's going to go down, right? Do you remember the Kai Havertz dog shit penalty when they're 4-0 up? That's what Timo Werner's going to get because they're desperate for him to get a goal. He did quite a lot of good stuff again last night, but he never, once he gets one on one, he just never looks like kicking it in between the posts and under the bar. Tottenham will be 4 0 up. They'll get an 82nd minute penalty and they'll let Timo roll it in uh, for his goal. So that one, that's a winner, but that's how it's going. Thanks, Barry. Uh, thanks, everyone. In the chat from the bottom up, Serial, uh, Lee and Oren, um, who else was in there? Duke and James and Callum at the top as well. Uh, brilliant. Thank you very much, Baz. Um, teams are lining up uh, for Fulham against Newcastle. We'll be back on... Oh, what should we do, Baz? I'll tell you what, we'll discuss it off it. Uh, we'll schedule it in here. We'll put it in the Discord and everything else. Um, good luck, everyone, with your FA Cup picks tomorrow. Come on, Newport. And, um, yeah, Premier League picks in the week. Um, thanks, Baz. Good luck, everybody. We will see you down the road. Cheers.